0: Oh, I don't know. We'll see. You want to start one? Why do you keep the house so cold?
1: (laughs) Why do you want such thin toilet paper?
0: Here we go. Okay. We're just going to go there. That's fine.
1: This was just a test, right? Yeah. (laughs) I kind of liked
0: it. He records everything. Don't worry. Here's the thing, Ricky. If you want to make a creative intro, you know, go for it. If you guys want to all hear about how Jason eats his steaks bleeding and he grosses me out to the point where I can't eat, then that's fine.
1: I eat steak the way God intended
0: it. God, how did God? God didn't even know there was no grills. Well, God knew. He knew I know, everything. How, what do you mean God didn't know? But God didn't make grills. So we don't know how they were preparing meat in the Garden of Eden. Like if Adam was leaving the cows on those. He might have eaten stools. it more rare.
1: He might have taken it right off the bone. You think he just <laughs> a
0: bit into a live cow? I
1: have no idea. <laughs> Reminds me of that question gas- Gavin asked one time. Would you take a bite of a live cow for a million dollars?
0: Ricky, would you take a bite out of a live cow for one million dollars?
1: When you got a teeth have to break through, you got to rip a, a section off of it. Anywhere. Anywhere. Million bucks. Million dollars.
0: You have to try. I try. Have but you also, ever felt a cow, though?
1: But also, bro, so disgusting. It's like yeah, thick
0: There's thick hair. Fur.
1: Yeah, but, also, but also, yeah. that thing probably weighs two tons, could kill you. Oh, they're not like fighting back. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> you got to walk up to a cow in a pasture. Here's the situation. Get you a bite.
0: Here's my plan a ton of Benadryl. Like, probably a whole box. All right. Ricky, we're ready when you are. Or do you want us to just go? Okay. <clears throat> Welcome. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the Gnome Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Burns, and today, with it being the month of love, I brought the love of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand, it's Dr. Jason Burns. What does popular demand mean? It means that I wanted you back on the podcast and I demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wish you all could have heard the conversations we were having before this part podcast started rolling it was wild um we wanted to say that jason and i are preaching about marriage this sunday at access and what always happens when we preach together babe? we
1: always fight we have our worst weeks yeah. of marriage ever the weeks we're preaching about marriage
0: yeah and is it hypocrisy? No. What it is, is the devil is a liar. But Jason and I spoke at a church one time, and we're they like brought us out. It wasn't in our city, and we're in a hotel room the night before, and we're like full fighting about the temperature of the room. Oh, it was miserable. Yeah. And you were wrong. And no. anyways, we... <laughs> But then Ricky, we, the way he came into my podcast to say, <laughs> and
1: the fight didn't really even end when we were on stage. Yeah, we and st- so we're in front of like thousands of people, yeah. and we're like, mm hmm.
0: And then we're just like, and and people remember in marriage that if your spouse is a psycho who wants to be able to hang meat in your room, he wants it so cold. You must forgive.
1: Well, <laughs> for what it's worth, that church just invited me to speak again, so we're good. <laughs>
0: jason wants to sleep with it so cold like quick raise of hands those of you listening do you want your room cold at night or do you want to be comfortable when i started dating liz
1: she would have her temperature at 78 during the day and raise it to 80 degrees
0: at night okay i was number one poor okay and i couldn't afford the electricity bill but you
1: still would choose that
0: at the time you've definitely gotten to me (laughs) (laughs) so romantic
1: (laughs) i'm gonna buy you a card for valentine's day that says you've gotten to me
0: Honey, um, for those listening, I'm sure they kind of know by now who you are, um, but we do like to ask about pets. Um, Do you want to give any update on the Wonder Pups?
1: How about I give a shout out to my daughter, Ella's fish, Lola. She is no problem. She's never chewed a hole in our walls. I've never had to clean up the mess that she has made in our house.
0: Okay. First of all, I clean her tank.
1: It doesn't affect me. Okay. (laughs)
0: Her tank is kind of gross sometimes. Um, People out there with fish, like, what's the situation? How can it be? Do I need to get a snail or a shrimp? I heard that once that they would, like, eat the algae or whatever it is. Um, I'm going to put that on my to-do list on the way home today. Get snail.
1: (laughs) When you say get, is it purchase or is it, like, dig till you find
0: one? (laughs) Where would I dig in Lakeland? I asked the question. I don't know if you have a snail maybe drop that number to me go ahead and hit me up liz at access.tv is the email um and just say snail for sale um but yeah anything else you want to say about the pets george and gus our dogs our we do beautiful have two, princes
1: we do have two dogs they do live with us one is black one is cream color that's how i feel about them <laughs> Like, one of them has literally chewed holes in our walls. Thousands of dollars of damage.
0: Like, you wouldn't want someone throwing your worst moments in your face. He's never apologized. He's never spoken. Well,
1: my point still stands.
0: (laughs) He doesn't know better. Him's just a little guy.
1: She excuses all of his worst behavior because he's cute. I will say he's cute.
0: You think George is cute?
1: All right, I take it back.
0: Uh, even the teeth problems?
1: He does have an underbite that is massive. <laughs> but but I think it gives him character.
0: It does. He's, shout out, George and Gus, if you're listening. Um, first of all, how? But second of all... <laughs> Well, honey, today is February. We wanted to talk about love and I love you. Um, so I wanted to talk about for our listeners, whether you're single, married, single again, divorced, widowed. I just kind of wanted to talk about some non-negotiables. And stay tuned to the end of this episode because we have a game planned that I think you're going to enjoy. But... um, For now, I wanted to start with when you somebody is starting to date. Okay, so shout out to our listeners out there. Listen, I know it's a battlefield out there. From what I hear from my single friends, like I don't envy you. Hats off to you. I know it's tough out in these dating streets. Um, What are three things or like we're just going to go one by one, but like some things going into dating that shouldn't be, um, you know, that shouldn't be compromised that you should say, you know what? This is not something I'm willing to compromise on because some things are like we joked about the temperature, but we were very different when we met, right? Absolutely. Like you're a Texan. I was a New Yorker. (laughs) Well, I'll start with one. And this is funny
1: because I think when we think non-negotiables, we're thinking about the other person first. Like what are the things we shouldn't settle for? But what if we started with you? I think my best advice to single people is work on becoming the one the person you're looking for is looking for. And I think for a lot of us, we spend so much time and emotional energy out there looking in the muck, that is the dating scene that you just described, Mm. for someone who completes us, instead of becoming a complete, whole, healthy person first. And I think it's important, when you know who you are, and that means when you know who you are in Christ, when you walk in a holy sense of self-confidence, when that happens i actually believe you'll attract the person you're looking for and so many people look for someone who meets their needs and makes them feel a certain way when they walk in the room and all of those things are wonderful and i still get butterflies when i see you at times oh but but my hope my hope is this is that I when I married you and found you, I wanted to be a whole complete person, mm-hmm. looking for another whole complete person. Yeah. This myth that it's like you know I'm I bring fifty percent and she brings fifty percent is a lie. Me. It's such a joke. Like yeah. the goal is that we both bring a hundred percent to the table, and then we just never stop.
0: That's so good. I I was gonna say um, similar because I think uh, to say it simply, I would say this: like if you wouldn't marry it, don't date it. Meaning like if you know something isn't a non negotiable for you. Uh, you want kids and he doesn't, or, um, you know, you always wanted to be in ministry, and he's like, that's the last thing I would ever do. Something, you know, that's just like a soul issue. I'm not talking about, you know, he wants to paint the house blue and you want to paint it yellow. Those are silly, but I'm talking about soul, like, core issues, those non-negotiables. If you wouldn't do that in marriage, don't waste the time dating. Um, I think of scripture when it talks about your heart and, you know, not awakening love before it's time. Um, we talk about that in relationship to like physical intimacy, of course. But honestly, when I think of my little teenage friends who are out there in the dating scene, like when you get involved romantically, you, you are, you know, getting involved, you're getting attached to someone and that's hard then to just break it off and think, oh, it's he's not somebody I'd marry, but we date and blah, blah, blah. You can't do that. If it's, if it's an issue now, it's gonna be an issue later and it'll be more of an issue later. And again, not talking about simple, small things, you know you love peanut butter and he's allergic to peanuts i don't know is that a, is that a deal breaker do you think well i mean
1: i think it would be a deal breaker for me if i found out in our dating that you were a vegan but i could do without peanut butter
0: <laughs> yeah i i love peanut butter but i'm sure we could make it work
1: absolutely we could
0: just do like a nice face wash after eating it yeah um, or
1: eat reese's pieces by myself when you're not around which, we could make it work
0: which might be something you do anyway
1: <laughs> <laughs> i plead the fifth
0: um but i i would just say it simply like that like if you wouldn't you know marry it don't date it kind of a thing um the other one we had kind of talked about and gone over was like you know recognize now um your worth and knowing like things that you would be willing to uh receive you can't be looking for something in another person an affirmation that you need if if that is the case i think pastor chason says this all the time but People weren't meant to carry the burden of saving you, completing you, being your one friend, true love, comp- like that. There's no one that can uphold that. You are not a pizza.
1: <laughs> That's good.
0: Only a pizza can truly satisfy. Yeah. Okay, but what I mean is, you know, there's not a um something in that 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 can happen. So you have to know who you are, you kind of said it, be 100% of a person, but I agree, like, know who you are going in, know the things you won't compromise on, and then even if it's tempting to do so because you go, well, nobody's really coming around, this guy's close, you know, that's, that's faith. That really is an exercise of faith to say, I'm going to stand strong and believe God is going to bring the one that meets those soul desires.
1: I love that. And I would say it is no one else's responsibility to carry the weight that you want to lay on them that is for you and that is for God. So okay. spend your life and spend your energy. It kind of goes back to the first thing I said, becoming the healthiest, most whole, complete person you can. Here's here's my number three for the single season is remember that there is a season for everything. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think a lot of people get tripped up in the dating season is that we just convolute everything. So, the easiest one to point to as a Christian is the verse you quoted a second ago, don't awaken love before it's time. Mm -hmm. What that means is there is a season for sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. and that season is marriage. I think the church as a whole has done a weird job trying to teach what this means. And so, we say sex is bad and dirty and gross. No, sex isn't any of those things. It's actually beautiful and it's a gift from God. Mm -hmm. but it's a gift that's reserved for the season. season. And when we get the season messed up, it messes everything else up. I've had people say to me in the past things like, well, I'm dating this person and they're wonderful and you know the book of Ephesians says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then the next three verses he says to the lady, and what he says to the ladies is wives be submitted to your husbands. And then the eight verses to the man, he says to the man, husbands love your wife the way Christ loved the church. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like for me in dating? (laughs) I don't think it means anything in dating because you're not married. When you get married, you make a covenant decision with each other and with God that I'm submitting myself to my spouse for the rest of my life. My body is not my own. My heart is not my own. My energy is not my own. I give all of me to all of you for all of my life.
0: Sounds like it could be a song. (laughs) I think it might already be. Oh, John Legend beat you to it. Um, (laughs) No, it's so good. And I love that you modeled that, too. Um, I think, like, a line you and I sometimes say is when we met, it's like, you didn't have to sort of, like, make anything justify anything. You didn't have to massage it to fit. In other words, you didn't have to say, well, I did always pray that I'd find somebody who was ministry-minded, but it's fine. You know, I can— convince her that ministry is it, mm-hmm. you know, like, that, that'd be a hard sell. Well,
1: the, the example <laughs> I always think of, and you kind of referenced it, is putting a puzzle together. Yeah. And usually when there's a hurricane in Florida, we turn our dining room table into a puzzle. <laughs> and you know when you're doing like a section of sky and it's just all blue pieces? Yeah. Sometimes two pieces will fit 95% together perfectly. <laughs> and in your mind, you're thinking, it's, it's so close, it's so close, and maybe you'll even like hit the table to force them to go together. <laughs> there are some relationships that if you're just honest, they feel like that. Uh-oh. It's funny, this morning, I was talking Talking to someone, and they reminded me of a story. Uh, a person who works for me a couple years ago, we were having lunch as a group, and I said, How's, How are things going with your boyfriend? He says, Well, if we've been together for a year, and I just have all these questions, and I'm just not sure. And the guy reminded me that I said, Oh, you should break up with him. <laughs> And she goes, Wait, what do you mean? And I said, well, if if you don't know by now, yeah. it feels like you're trying to force two pieces to fit together mm-hmm. that don't fit together. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget so fast when we were dating. I just knew in my heart that you were the one. And when you know someone is the one, this is a free shout out to all the guys who are listening to the Known Ladies podcast. Yeah, But shout out to all the men. Be clear. Yeah. Be upfront pursue a person we live in this weird world where Ooh, it's like we hide behind social on, media Jason. and we slide into dms oh. or whatever the new language is that's what we do be honest be upfront state your intentions, go back to some of the things that are beautiful about what it means to be a man and be honest with a person. Don't so play good. games and pursue them because you're pursuing a person that when you find the right one, you're pursuing them for the rest of your life with all of your heart.
0: That's so good. It really is. I would say that I think and the basis of that, babe, is like people are massaging those things and trying to make it fit because there's fear. What if... Somebody I'd never find somebody or what if somebody better doesn't come along? Or what if this person I'm believing for isn't out there? And I would say this, like, having counseled so many broken marriages, so many broken people, like I could say with 100% satisfaction and like certainty, like, I think it would be better to be alone, but content than to be in the wrong thing
1: oh i so agree in fact one of the first things i say back in the day i used to do a lot of premarital counseling Mm -hmm. and one of my opening lines was my goal is to get you to fight about some stuff Mm -hmm. and here's the reason Whenever I say that, people like, they look shocked, like a deer in the headlights. Mm -hmm. And my goal isn't to break people up, but here's the point. I say, what's the worst case scenario? Imagine you break up because you discover something in this that is incompatible. Mm -hmm. That sounds like the worst case scenario, but that's not it. The actual worst case scenario is waking up six months later and realizing you made the worst mistake of your life.
0: Yeah, that's good. Oh, that's so good. Okay, so then pivoting, what about marriage? What are the marriage non-negotiables? Some people may say, okay, well... I'm out of dating season. I'm already married. What then should we not negotiate? I think like one of the ones we talked about the first was, and I think you model this beautifully, is never stop pursuing your spouse. Like never stop. That sounds simple. And I don't just mean date nights. That's going to change from season to season. You and I have our date days on Fridays. We love that because we're both off. Kids are in school. Cracker Barrel pancakes. Cracker Barrel pancakes. Shout out. Cracker Barrel, please sponsor us. Um, (laughs) But um, you can't stop trying I don't know if trying is the right word but you know it's not enough to say okay I got we got the rings on our finger we're done like everybody still wants to feel loved pursued desired encouraged right and if I forget that or I forget to stop growing with you and realize that you're a person who I married you, you were 22. Well, you just turned 42. So yeah, you're not the same person that you were 20 years ago. So what does that mean in our relationship now? What does that look like for us as a couple? How do I better become your helper, your friend, your bestie um, in this season? It's not going to be the same. It's so
1: good. I would say it like this. There is no other relationship in my life that comes above you I love my kids. I love my coworkers. I love my church family. They're this all wonderful. walk
0: with God, notwithstanding, of course. Right, God, yeah. <laughs> God is number
1: one, but God is preeminent. He's yeah. before number one. Oh, but yeah. when it comes to my relationships here on earth, there is no other relationship that comes above you, mm-hmm. period. And mm-hmm. I have counseled couples over the years that get tripped up because, well, the husband just, all he does is prefer the kids. No, no, the kids are gonna leave someday. Mm-hmm. We're raising them to send them out. Yeah. But my relationship with you, my marriage with you is absolutely number one, Yeah. and honestly, Nothing else is second place. Yeah, I think it's healthy for our kids to see that. Yes. I think it's healthy for our kids to know that we still date each other and that we still pursue each other. Absolutely.
0: I love that so much. Yeah. When we're talking about marriage, too, I would say, you know, the other situation is going to be um, like it really is a choice sometimes to keep honor at the front. Honor is so important. And I don't mean like you walk into a room and I'm like, there he is. (laughs) You You can do that sometimes. I have, you know, sometimes I whistle or, um, you know, throw Reese's Cups. But um, honor is a choice. And familiarity, I think you say this a lot. If we're not careful, the things that become familiar become forgotten. I've been with you over 20 years. And so it's easy to think it's Jason. He's always there he's always been good and he's going to be good you know um, but that doesn't mean I stop wondering and appreciating at that that is not normal that that is a choice you're making daily that I make that same choice to honor you and that I continue to put that at the forefront because if not it becomes too familiar and every day I'm just like mm.
1: I agree with that and let me offer a thought and I'm going to admit upfront that I don't know if this is a perfect analogy. But I've had this realization recently, there's some people that when they're going to move and sell their house, they'll spend tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> fixing up their house. Yeah. That bathroom that they've always wanted to remodel, they remodel yeah. it, but they remodel it for someone else.
0: To sell it. And I've
1: always thought, like, isn't that so funny? Like, Why wouldn't you do it for you to enjoy? Mm. How many couples hit a rough patch and they're in the process of divorce or breaking up, and then all of a sudden they start making the changes to be the best them for whoever the next person is. And I've always thought the same thing. How okay. dumb is that? Why wouldn't you consistently put effort to bring your best? So that's physically, emotionally, it's taking care of your mental mm. state. It's, it's bringing your best with your energy. It's bringing your best with your words, with your actions. Like we should bring our best in every part of our marriage all the time. Because again, there's no relationship that matters above you. That's
0: good. All right. So, here,
1: here's my number two in this section. Yeah. Um, a non-negotiable is we are going to fight to constantly kill expectations mm, in our marriage. This is a big one. We've taught this a lot all over. The, um, here's the reason. Expectations create a debt and a debtor relationship. Yeah. So, what it means is this, expectations rob you of the ability to bless me. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll try to make it practical. If I had the crazy expectation of Liz that seven nights a week when I got home there would be a hot home-cooked meal. <laughs> On the table that I would walk in, that I'd be greeted with a kiss, and like it was the 1950s, and there would be, you know, there would be my ice drink on the table for me. There'd be a hot meal in front of me that I'd eat it, and I would just leave, and she'd clean everything up and say she did that every single night to meet my expectations. But in two weeks, she has a day where she doesn't feel so well, and I come home, and there isn't a meal all of a sudden now, she's in debt to me. She hasn't met my expectations. Mm-hmm. If she does it consistently, all she ever can do is get back to even with me. Yeah. When you kill expectations, here's the beauty. When you, when you kill expectations, everything they do for you is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Everything they do for you gives you a reason to honor, love, and celebrate them. So it good. changes everything.
0: Yeah, I, I think about that with like small things, like you're such a wonderful father. And like, I don't want to take that for granted. You know, like you took our daughter to the daughter, daughter, daddy, that's hard to say, daddy, daughter dance on Saturday night. And I just remember thinking like, this is not normal. Like not everybody grows up and has this affirmation and love. And I honor you for that for taking her and being such a strong presence in her life that she knows love now. She's not like off searching for that. And that's, Expected. You've been the best dad since day one, but it's also not normal. And I need to remember that. Like, thank you for that. Honor you for that because that is not normal. You know yeah. what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and you're you're the best. And again, you said it a, a moment ago, but the things that we treat as common, they get forgotten. Yes. And the things that get forgotten tend to exit our lives. Yeah. And I never want to look back and think, man, I wish I would have celebrated. I wish I would have honored. I wish I would have said thank you. So good. The way I teach it sometimes is this. I think mm-hmm. when we get married, we walk down the aisle with hopes and dreams. Mm. And when we exchange vows, we also exchange our hopes and dreams for expectations that we lay on the back of our spouse. It's not always just like roles or things that we do around the house. But it's ways you'll make me feel, words you'll say over me. And the problem is when you put an expectation on your spouse, you rob them of the ability to bless you.
0: So good.
1: Expectations in marriage are the same as cancer to the body, it dissolves it, it eats it away from the inside out.
0: So good. It's strong, but it's just so good. The other non negotiable I would say, the last one is this um, boundaries and parameters, and protection. So Jason and I have our own personal boundaries that we would say like, you know, Jason's made a decision to never be alone with a woman um, because it's like even the appearance of something, like he's just never gonna compromise on that. We're so upfront about stuff like that. Like I've made decisions to do certain things or not do certain things. But if you don't protect that, it's so easy. Nobody, friends, wakes up and says, I'm gonna have an affair today. But you woke up you were a little too close with somebody then the next day it was this then the next day it was that when those boundaries are broken it is so easy to quickly see things dissolve and so respecting and honoring those boundaries in marriage is just so important because if not the breakdown is fast and we're seeing it all around us
1: oh i agree in fact i'll be honest and tell you i'm kind of ticked off right now um, this has been a wave of, of yes. affairs in our church and in, in our relationship circles that just has to stop. Yeah. And so when I used to do premarital counseling, I would talk about the importance of boundaries. And here's the, there's the negative side, and then I wanna talk about the positive side. Yeah. The negative side I like to tell people is, you need boundaries because you just need to determine what is and is not appropriate in yes. your relationship. Yeah. What I tell people is my boundary is so far from the line of sin mm-hmm. that even if I mess up a little bit, I'm still so far away yeah. from having messed even up. Even
0: the appearance. yeah Yeah. and
1: i tell people like if you work in construction and let's say you mess up morally in some way you might get a slap on the wrist you might lose your relationship but chances are you're going to show up to work the next day and your life will go on in some way if I mess up morally or if I'm even accused of messing up morally in this day and age, I'm all over the internet and I'm, over, I'm on the front page of the newspaper yeah. in Tampa, Lakeland, and Orlando these yeah. days because the world is looking for another pastoral scandal. Yeah. So, because of number one, my love for God, number two, my love and admiration for you, and number three, the calling of God on my mm-hmm. life, my line is so far back from the line that if I stumble a little bit, I'm still in a safe yeah. zone. That's number one. But that sounds like the negative. Yeah. Here's the positive to me. Boundaries also to create freedom. freedom. So, every good artist will tell you that boundaries create ultimate freedom. If I were to say to you, paint a picture of the sky, and that's all I said, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. But if I were to say to you, here's a 16 by 20 canvas, paint the most beautiful sunset on the beaches of Waikiki and Hawaii, paint that picture for me, now you have boundaries and it allows you to express ultimate freedom. One of the beauties in marriage is when there is a good God-honoring marriage. When there are boundaries, the boundaries create freedom. So So, so let me talk about sex for just a moment. Sex gets really, really fun when you come to your bedroom, your place of physical intimacy, when you shut the door, and when you realize that like, I give all of me to you and there's literally nothing between us. Boundaries create freedom because like, I never come to the bedroom wondering, well, where was she today? And what was she doing? You never come thinking, well, I wonder who he was with and what he was meeting about today. We get to give all of ourselves so good. to each other. Beyond that, boundaries protect us. So good. B- Boundaries create freedom that protect us. So again, we have some rules. I'll never be alone with another mm-hmm. person. I don't ever talk about our sex life with anybody else outside of a trusted counselor if we're walking through something. Um, I'm just going to honor you in this yeah. way because it matters yeah. so much.
0: It's so good. No, that's it. I mean, I love that. And I just feel like uh, hopefully from these Non-negotiables, however you want to state them, rules, uh, just helps, honestly, that these are just a little something if you are single, if you're married, if you're wanting to be married, whatever it is that you could either use now, put into practice now, or keep in your arsenal for later, you know, some of you are out there are believing and praying, uh, and we're praying with you, friends. We believe that, honestly, a godly marriage could be one of the great testimonies we have to the world without ever saying a word. Oh. I believe that our marriage is strong, not because our love was some supernatural, like, bigger thing than ever, but because God is at the center, and that's it. So. It, is,
1: it is so good. And one one last thing that we talked about, about for our message is imagine a triangle, okay? Mm-hmm. And imagine at the top of the triangle is God, yeah. and in the bottom two corners are you and me, yeah. the husband and the wife as we pursue God think about coming up the sides of a triangle as we pursue God naturally we get closer to each other so I think a bonus number four is we are consistently going to pursue God individually and as a couple and the result is naturally we get closer to him and we get closer to each other
0: so good just the way God made it I love it it's beautiful um Jason would you play a game with me?
1: <laughs> Last time we played a game, we laughed so hard. And before we play the game, I just want to admit one thing: we're going to play a game called Deal Breakers, where Liz is going to ask me whether or not these issues, these yeah. questions, would have been would deal we, breakers yeah, for like, me. Yeah, like
0: obviously we're happily married. We could, Ricky, you could play with us. Um, but what I'm saying is like if this scenario happened would it be a deal breaker for you in a
1: relationship okay so but before we do it i need you to understand listening audience listen yep. to this liz hasn't written any How of these dare you!
0: first of all i asked my her this mind, morning
1: i asked her this morning are you gonna put some thought into this and come up with some not. and that's where we're at because so. i
0: do my best work on the fly <laughs>
1: all right we'll be the judge of that
0: okay jason and maybe ricky um deal breaker or no deal breaker would it be a deal breaker for you if once a year she shaves her head in honor of life
1: oh yeah the old (laughs) head shave in the honor of life um is this when we're dating yeah i think it would be a deal breaker for me i think it would (laughs) why i mean it's just hair but it's also in the honor of life what does that mean I'm going to need more. Hey, Ricky, gonna, Ricky needs more information. If it was like in honor of people that walk through chemotherapy, I'd be all about it. I'd even shave it with you. Okay. If it's in the honor of life, you shaved that's a my head hard, I had cancer. Yeah, but that was a totally different situation. <laughs> that was not in the honor of life. That was to preserve your life. But in quote unquote, the honor of life, <laughs> deal breaker.
0: Okay. Deal breaker or no deal breaker. She kisses her dog on the mouth.
1: <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it feels like a deal breaker to me, but it's obviously not a deal breaker for me (laughs) because you have issues.
0: I don't. First of all, I'm not. I'm just obsessed with them and their cute little smells and how soft and velvety their little jowls are. (laughs)
1: I don't know what the rules in this podcast are, but they lick their private spots. deal breaker but not a deal breaker for you how's that
0: <laughs> ricky is also dating a dog loving woman she him on the mouth. Well, uh, i doubt it
1: yeah. all right liz here's one deal breaker or no deal breaker you're dating a guy and you find out he has a secret obsession with miss piggy
0: <laughs> honestly kind of here for it like uh, shout out muppets shout out kermit shout out piggy but like i would probably just want to like unpack it a little bit like is that his dream woman Like, is it, am I going to be expected to become like Piggy?
1: (laughs) Just so we're on the same page, I do not have an obsession with Miss Piggy.
0: Okay, you, deal breaker or no deal breaker, you meet a girl, but, like, she is deep in aquarium life. So, like, she has, like, you know, Ella has a little fish, but this girl has, like, gallons and gallons of tanks that are, like, incredibly hard to upkeep with like live plants various varieties of fish and like this is her passion in life
1: is she willing to keep it up by herself
0: (laughs) i mean sure
1: not a deal breaker
0: okay i enjoy
1: fish i enjoy going to an aquarium
0: sure it is specific but there's someone out there that that's a word for wait um deal breaker (laughs) deal breaker or no deal breaker she hates football and refuses to watch
1: that's Will she allow me to watch? Because it's a passion of mine.
0: Well, you know, she hates it. And to her, if you watch it, she thinks less of you.
1: Okay, so let me, let me rephrase this. We asked my son Joey recently, mm-hmm. deal breaker or no deal breaker? You made an amazing girl. She's beautiful, loves the Lord, heart for ministry. But you found out she's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Here and we- Joey immediately said deal breaker. And that's when I knew that I love my son. Oh my gosh. Okay, Liz, here you go. Deal breaker or no deal breaker? All he wants to ever eat is enchiladas. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> <What>? Enchiladas.
0: <laughs> like, first of all, is he okay?
1: <laughs> Answer the question. Uh,
0: yes, that's a deal breaker because, like, are you all right? Like, you, your body can't be okay if you're only eating enchiladas. Also, enchiladas for breakfast? Is it like an egg enchilada? I don't
1: <laughs> deal breaker or no deal breaker?
0: Deal breaker. Okay. Deal breaker or no deal breaker? Um, every once in a they have they have only one volume and they can't adjust it ever. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in a movie and it's uh. like, Hey, can you pass the popcorn and they're like, What? Or if you're in church and they're like, It's a funeral and somebody's uh, like, we are gathered here to lay to rest. And they're like, hey, is everybody okay?
1: I'm going to say deal breaker for me because one time I went on one date with the girl. <laughs> and one of the main reasons I broke up with her is because of the way she clapped. Yeah. And that feels like it's in the same vein.
0: That's really the reason you married me. I just have a outstanding clap.
1: That was the number one thing that attracted me to you. Okay, Liz, deal breaker or no <sighs> deal breaker? your guy has an obsession with bonsai trees and that's all he'll talk about the pruning the cutting the upkeep and he hopes that his tree will live for generations deal breaker or no deal breaker
0: Uh, i mean i respect it but also like every
1: conversation is about bonsai
0: every conversation that's probably going to be a deal breaker because at some point i'd probably be like enough with the bonsais
1: okay deal breaker or no deal breaker To this day, he has an emotional breakdown when he thinks about Mufasa dying in The Lion King.
0: Oh, that's not a deal breaker, because that is real. And who doesn't still have a breakdown when they think of Mufasa? Uh, Shout out, Mufasa. Hope he's doing good in the clouds. Uh, We'll never forgive you, Scar. Yeah. You're the worst Disney villain. You killed your own brother. And then those water buffaloes or whatever they were trampled him to death. That was traumatic. I not only stand with that, I also join you.
1: Need counseling <laughs> and
0: warning. Like name a sadder Disney, Bambi's mom, maybe. Like mm. but yet at, at Disney you expect dead parents. That's just like Disney's thing.
1: Did you see the video of the kid who cut Toy Story 4 oh, no. when the toys go into the fire <laughs> and then he rolled the credits so that the mom thought that's where the movie ended and the mom was sobbing? That would be sadder.
0: Okay. Last deal breaker or no deal breaker. She has removed her teeth and <laughs>
1: she's replaced them with what <laughs> with. say gummy bears
0: no <laughs> she's replaced her teeth with like fangs <laughs> Ooh. I wish you could see what oh. Mickey's face right now.
1: This is why you have to plan these questions.
0: No, like okay. that girl from the Hunger Games who like filed her teeth into points so she could rip out people's throats. But in
1: your scenario, they have no teeth.
0: <laughs> she she and added like fangs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but do the fangs pop out? You know what? Forget it. Deal breaker. Hard deal breaker.
0: It'd be hard to kiss someone with fangs, which oh. kind of goes back to kissing your dog in the mouth.
1: It's not the same at all. <laughs> but deal breaker for both.
0: I bet you're so glad you stuck around to the end of this podcast. I'd like to give a shout out to Sound Engineer Ricky. Shout out to Dr. Jason Burns for coming back, even though I put him through this every time we gather. And shout out to you, friends, if you're listening. I hope, hey, listen, if you find yourself without a Valentine this Valentine's Day, get into Galentine's Day. That is where it's at. Go celebrate with your girls and remember that you are so loved. You, in fact, are so loved by a God who gave his only son to die for you. Never forget, friends, that you are seen and loved and known, and we'll be back next time.